from the once one person gets sick in the household, it's gonna bounce around and you're never gonna be 100% for a while until that last person get done with theirs. And then, so until then, you kind of just back and forth. So it was, a, it was a rough week. But nonetheless, thankful to be here. I'm back. I feel a lot better, not 100%, 80 at the most, 85 max. But I feel good enough to get back to work. Um, so I wanna welcome y'all to the crazy show. Um, this is episode five. I'm your host, Touche. Glad that you are willing to stop by and take a listen to what I want to talk about today. I really appreciate that. Um, also, when you get the time to, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like and comment on anything, any posts. Um, I'm willing to talk, and I love I love feedback. So, um, yeah, just looking for everybody's opinion. Ain't nothing wrong with opinion to me. Opinion's not the truth. Opinions is not the say-all, be-all. But... Opinion supports perspective. So I love to hear people's opinions because it might be some stuff that you can work with in opinions, you know. But nonetheless, today, episode five, um, I want to address something that really drives me crazy every four years, and that's the elections. We are about um, we are a solid year away from the 2024 elections. So I figured I want to get mine in early this time because I don't really want to talk about this no more. And I'm just going to wait to see what happens like every four years. Um, to me, I'm not really a political guy like that. I, um, you know, when it comes to the black community, when it comes to a lot of other communities, um, it's just certain things I feel like consumes these elections every time. And the, the little smaller things that really are have bigger impacts to um, a lot of other people are kind of just mm, overlooked and whatever. So today I wanted to break down a little bit about the election. Um, I kind of definitely want to throw my spill out there about how I feel about the elections. And of course, in true fashion of this show, I want to um, tie some things into the black community when it comes to the elections. All right. So welcome to the election of shadows is what I call it. This this upcoming election election. And there's a couple reasons why, because um, initially when when the elections come around, um, they they be real, um, you know, just animated. You know, there's really no true sign of what any of these people are going to do once they get into office. There's no real true layout of the time process and things like that. So I feel like politicians and people in position of power takes advantage of that and um, this, if things move slow, then it's just what it is. Things are moving slow. They can't account for that. So I feel like it plays into their hand when you have people who are who've been waiting for things for years and waiting on things to get fixed for years. You know, it, it kind of drives you crazy in these communities. So first and foremost, um, we all know it's not a secret that every election year, the these parties rely heavily on the black vote, the black community. Um, to get the to get them in office, it's been true for uh, Obama, and it's been true for Biden. Um, when when things uh, when things looked at whatever, however they looked at, it was always down to the black people to vote and make things happen. Um, now that's why I wanted to do this podcast because um, the first thing that drives me crazy about the elections is how much pressure is always put on the black community for our votes, and and we get. We get the uh, the least amount of direct attention once these people get in, in power, which means that 
Um, if it's something directly for the black community that we've been asking for, that we need, that we feel like we want improved resources for, um, more agencies for, more services for, whatever it may be, um, those things are always wrapped in litigations or kind of expanded upon to now not just cover our community, but it's going to cover a couple different communities and things like that. So it's kind of thinned out by the time it really gets to us. And and what, what's surprising to me is um, every year how many black folks just fall for it, you know, hook, line, and sinker. <clears throat> they just really just run to the polls. I don't, you know, I'm not saying that's true. I don't like to generalize, so I'm not saying that's true for all black folks. But the majority of black folks, um, let's be real, and these communities have no idea what's really going on in, with these politicians. They're not reading um, policies that's being passed, bills that's um, trying to get passed. They don't pay attention to um, who controlling the House, who has the power right now, the Senate versus the Republicans, all this, the, the Senate versus representative, all this stuff that goes back and forth. Um, all that stuff plays a role into what a president is able actually, uh, is actually able to do. And so when we're just voting because of the hype, voting because people are just making it seem like it's up to us, um, it's a, you can kind of make some mistakes. You can, you can rush out and make prejudgments and do some things that you might regret later or you might see later as not being, you know, the best decision for you. You probably want to change your decision. And unfortunately, when it comes to something as serious as this, you can't really afford to keep just putting anybody into office. All right. And that's two sides. Now, I'm really talking to the to the folks that that want to vote and the people that choose not to vote as well, um, because one thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to sit here and act like the people who really say, you know what, what am I voting for? I'm tired of voting. I really just want action. I don't need to vote. I need to do what these 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 people in these positions, uh, political positions are not doing every year. Um, I get that. I'm not going to sit here and shame you and say, man, your vote matter and you got to vote. You're, you're killing your country um, and all that crazy stuff. That's totally up to you. I get it because all those people that's always screaming, you got to vote. You got to vote. It doesn't matter. You got to vote. Um, you know, they don't really, really tie into the results of after these people are elected. You know, they don't really go back into these communities and ask what's been given, what's going on. You know, the, me the media turns their attention to something else. Once they accomplish what they needed, they just go off into something else. And that's what really bothers me. And it all started with um, I, I, the first person that irritated me with that was Diddy. And I don't know why he was the face of that. But y'all remember when the voter die thing happened? It was voter die. It was your ancestors. All this. It was like they put so much on that vote. And it was just crazy to tell somebody voter die. And then. Once we voted, we showed up and, you know, let's just say for that particular, if you don't know what election I'm talking about, go look that up, go Google voter die Diddy and you'll see that time frame and you'll see what was going on around that time. But once that person kind of did, uh, let's just say since his last appearance in the office, um, as far as the black community goes, there is a lot that we're still struggling with that I feel like we expected to kind of be addressed and not quick turnover, but let's just say eight years. If you start an agenda year one, um, I really truly believe by year eight, you will start to see dramatic changes to whatever you're putting your resources into. And if not, then something's wrong. You need to go back to the drawing board. But the, the, the crazy thing about the way this thing's work is after eight years, you're done, right? So if, you, if it took eight years to get something going, now the next person comes in and if they don't care, scrap it, you know, whatever. We don't, we know that's not what we own. Get it, get that out of here. We're going to re reallocate some of this money over here and do some things over here. 
and it just goes like that. So um, I, I, I don't want us to fall for that this year. All right. Take your time. Vote for the reasons you feel like you need to vote for. And don't let nobody make you feel like you're not going to you're going to just collapse civilization if you choose to vote or you vote and you vote for who you want to vote for. My thing is, is that if you decide to vote, I, I want you to really have some things to consider. I really want you to do a deep dive into these cabinet members, these administrations and their history. All right. You just can't go into the narrative. Now, what Diddy did, I think that became a blueprint since then. And even with Biden last year, not last year, but when he was running, I believe he went on a breakfast club, if I'm not mistaken. And he blatantly said to Charlemagne, I believe that um, if you don't vote for me, you're not black, you know, in a nutshell. And it's like, wow. I mean, why does it have to be so much pressure on us? And when we respond out of that, I don't think we're responding out of the sense of, all right, what is he about? What is he really planning on doing? Um, has he answered any questions to address some of the issues that's already been going on now for him to make that statement? You would assume that we would be front and center once he assumed power. And as you can see how Biden played out, we wasn't front and center. And, you know, I, I'm gonna just leave it there. I'm not a political guy. That's just how I feel. All right. So with that being said that I just feel like that's, that's coming. It's coming soon. All right. And the narrative this year is going to now be the same on all on, on the communities. You know, it's either if you don't feel like Biden's a good president. OK, if you don't feel like Biden's doing what he's supposed to do. You still don't want Trump in office. And that to me is the most goofy. Just asinine, it's just stupid to me. Like if you don't want to vote. You know, and I, I remember someone telling me this, too, and I didn't tell them who I was voting for. I didn't tell them if I was even voting or not. We were just talking about it. And I guess because, again, I'm black, he probably naturally assumed that I just didn't like Trump or I was automatically in love with Biden. So he kind of just made the statement like, you know, pretty much, um, you know, if you vote, you know, hey, man, I don't care what you feel like Biden is doing. I don't care what you feel like. Um, he has done or hasn't done. We, you, if you, if, if you don't want to vote, at least vote just to get Trump out. And it's like, uh, you know, I just don't feel like that's respectful to me and some of the serious issues that I want to raise. You know what I mean? And that's why I want, I want to give our community something to hold on to when people want to try to put this pressure on you. When people want to try to make it look like, oh, you wrong for not wanting to vote or you wrong if you vote when you don't vote for, uh, this and if you vote for Trump, then is this like stop letting these people play with you and what your ancestors went through to accomplish to get this to where it's at. All right. And that's where I really want to start or move to next is um, for Biden to be what he was and everything that's going on right now. We have to realize that these upcoming elections, these elections for Senate races, these elections for um, Supreme Court judges, these elections for um, the, the federal, uh, the the the. the the Justice Department, the Education Department, the the Urban Housing Department, all these people matter in those positions because they control a lot and they can move the narrative a lot in these instances. So if you look at what's been going on, we our rights and a lot of things that our ancestors and people that came before us and the civil rights fought for is now being challenged and undermined. 
You know, so it's real critical that we stop voting for the hype and stop voting just because it's Democrat. We have to really start voting with a purpose, right? You got to look around you, get more involved in what's going on in your communities, right? And then vote from there, right? But if you don't care about your community, you don't care what's really going on, you liable to just vote for anybody anyway. But at least try to gain um, a little bit more perspective on what your vote means if you're going to choose to use it or not, right? And so... Um, Affirmative action has already been pretty much sliced and taken out, right? That affirmative action, um, it was not just for black folks to just get something they didn't deserve. It wasn't for black folks or any other people to just utilize at their discretion when they feel like they didn't qualify for something. And that's the narrative they, they turned to. But for them to take affirmative action away, as much as it's been under attack since its inception, people fail to realize that this country was so racist. It was so embedded into the fabric of all those departments, you know, that I was naming. You couldn't go to, to education system. You couldn't go to the justice system. You couldn't go to the workforce. You couldn't go anywhere without encountering some form of racism to the effect where it affects your economic stability. All right. So if I was qualified for a job, went to college, had experience, and this white guy just fresh out of college, and had no experience. If I walk and we go for this job, just because they want to, they can give it to the white guy simply because they don't want no black people working for them. Now, back then, you have to understand racism was that blatant. It was that blatant where they would come out, look at you and be like, what are you doing here? Nigga, you better get out of here. You better get from around here. Like, you think you're going to get a job here? You know, they were so blatant with it. So we, our ancestors felt at that time that it would be good for us to, to, to put something in effect that kind of minimizes the ability to do that. And the best thing that they can come up with at the time is just play the percentage game. Now, if you have a company 100% white, then we cannot tell if you're discrimination or not. But it really looks weird that you don't. So the affirmative action just made it more easier for people to have to say, listen, if your company is not diverse, why? Right? We have to start asking these questions because... Racism gotten that bad. So we fought for that, and now, look, it's under attack. And the communities and people that help um, get it removed or get it to where it is now, they don't even benefit from it either because it's a different type of game, right? The reason why it was under attack in the first place was because it was something that was satisfied through our ancestors. It, 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 it helped us in, in some sense. You can say what you want about it on the books. Oh, you black, you only hear it because of affirmative action, whatever. But every black person know how much work they put in. Every black person know racism exists. Every black person has been discriminated against more times than not, right? If they want to admit it or not. Small instances, big instances, it doesn't matter. You know what it is, right? So um, no one can tell you why you where you is. So they always use that narrative to make you feel guilty. Or, you know, a lot of black folks are, are were too prideful to even... To say that, they had turned the job down because they just wanted to make sure or they look like I'm here because of affirmative action, you know. But you have to realize why they, you know, what did that point to? You know, the reason why affirmative action was even in, put in place, you have to ask those questions. It was that bad. All right. It was that bad. Right. And then, you know, once it's gone, we now see that it's more than just affirmative action. It was these people wanting to keep things the way they were. It had nothing to do with affirmative action. It had nothing to do with who's qualified or not. It had nothing to do. It had everything to do with the people in power wanting to make sure that their family, their legacy continued on through these, through these systems unscathed or, or, or unchallenged, right? And they fell for a hook, line, and sinker. Um, 
So you can see what's under attack now. Like we have the most at risk in our community and we vote like we just want to be popular. Right. We vote like we just don't care about our communities. And it shows when the politicians where we get to this point. Now, everything that we voted for, starting with Bush, Obama, whoever you want to start with, where we at today, you cannot completely say that our votes worked in a sense that affirmative action is under attack. Um, critical race theory is under attack. Um, right now, it is being challenged in schools to teach about black history and critical elements during dealing with race and racism in this country, which means that we all know they're trying to, okay, I'll go there later, but it's really crazy what they're doing and how they're doing it. Um, so if they're not able to teach that racism was a thing, that it was constructed, right? Then they can argue that racism, I mean, that slavery wasn't, a, wasn't what it was either, right? That it really didn't cause as much damage. And they, and it, you can tell it's already in play because as of right now, you have people with the boss to go on publications and media sources and say things like black folks benefited from slavery. Man, that's, that's a punch in the gut for someone who do or don't like the history of slavery, um, how well documented it is, how well preserved the system that they put in place and how long it was in place for someone to come behind and say, we benefited from that. That's not just ultimate disrespect to what the contributions we made to this country, first and foremost. But secondly, it really hurts that now people are getting that bold to make those comments out in public. So now that just sets the president for some people to start challenging these things. Now you got people out here really trying to disprove that slavery was about racism. That like slavery didn't break up thousands of families, way more families than happened with Trump. That was horrible too. But we're talking, you want to talk about breaking up families, go, go back to the 1700s and look at the slave trade auctions at the trading blocks and the markets that they had all in New York and all these different places in North Carolina where they had these markets to sell black folks. And you tell me about breaking up families, right? This country is notorious for breaking up families, right? But now they can sidestep that and say stuff like, well, whatever happened, it happened for a reason that benefited you guys. So you can't really be too bad and expect anything. We cannot be serious right now, right? And they want us to vote and worry about, oh, don't get Trump in office. He don't like black folks. Well, I can't argue that Biden love us either because they know the these things, but they're not trying to really fix the core issues of systematic racism. It's not an individual thing. Just because one black person didn't experience certain type of racism does not mean it doesn't exist. And that's the game that they like to play. Right. And that goes both ways. You know, I, I'll never forget when Trump was like, I love black people. Look at my black guy. Look, look at my black one over there. Don't isn't he, isn't he the greatest? Like, look at my black one over there. Like, what? <laughs> Trump said that it was like when he was like black people vote for me. He like, what do you have to lose? You already, you know, you don't got nothing already. You're the last in everything already. What do you have to lose to vote for us? Wow. You know, those type of things are insults, man, to our community. And that really shows you that after all these, all this time, after all this, you know, knowledge that's around all these things that's out here now, they really can care less about the contributions we made to this country or setting a, setting a story straight and right finally at all.
for all, I should say. And, you know, something like reparations will do that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to hear the story that reparations is not realistic or that it can't be done. You know, it can be done. And if we had the right politicians in, in place that were really pushing for these bills, pushing for these policies, um, then we will probably get somewhere. But no, no, none of these presidents care too much about that. Have you can see last four, the last three presidents mentioned nothing about really, really, really pushing the narrative to get get reparations and making it a, a, a personal agenda or executive agenda to get that get that thing done, which they very well could. All right, and they want to play these little game with numbers and money on us. Right, first you got to look at um, something, you know, everything that we fought for being under attack. Um, our histories and contributions to this country is being under attack. Um, the fact of what we went through, right? The the hurt, pain, trauma, slaughter, whatever you want to call it, murder, mass family breakups, you know, the essay violence that we went through for hundreds of years is now just whatever, right? There, that All that's under attack, right? With these, with what's going on in these political arenas, right? And this is why we have to be more informed about why we're voting and what we're really voting for, all right? You you can't really just vote for the, the same things that other people vote for. They're getting other things. They're probably really living the American dream. They're probably paying their taxes and in turn, their county, their city officials, they're getting parks, they're getting libraries, they're getting... Um, crime fight fought in their communities, right? But we're not getting those same things. So we can't vote out of that, right? We have to vote um, for different purposes, all right? So, and then, you know, the numbers game, when they try to say, oh, Biden did this, Biden did that, it's all about the numbers to me, right? I think one thing that Biden did do for the black community, black um, education in that department was he um, he gave the, the SBUs, I believe, like $4.6 billion, somewhere in that range. And, um, you know, and they want us to just be thankful. Oh, he gave you something, right? But then when you turn around and give a another country who's fighting a war that you really have, you know, not much to do with, in a sense, you know, you give them $76 billion in the span of two years, maybe. Um, you know, it kind of makes that $4.7 billion look kind of like, mm, yeah. Uh, what was wrong with giving them... 40 billion and giving them 30 billion. What was wrong with giving them 50 billion, giving them 20 billion? Like, we got to stop acting like what they're doing is enough when they have, when they show you how much they're playing with, then it becomes about the percentages. Don't show me 100 million and give me 100,000 and act like I'm supposed to be straight when I'm asking for 2.6 million. You get what I'm saying? It's not like I'm being greedy, right? If I'm telling you, yo, listen, to turn the tide and set things straight, I need this amount of money. If you have it covered, and you say, all right, but I got 100000 Cool. But then you go over here and you say, ooh, that's a nice car. How much you want for it? $3 million. Hell yeah, I'll take it. It's like, okay, you don't have enough money for something this serious, but you have enough money to do something that really don't have nothing to do with fixing or turning the tide, you know? So we have to be careful. These politicians, it, we know we're in a cap capitalistic uh, country. We know in a, you know, the system that we play in, you know, it's different. You know, it's all about the money. And they, that's what the black community has now become, too. You know, they, they count on you to just worry about the money. Chase the bag. Don't worry about what we're doing over here with these laws. Chase the bag. You know, go get the money. You know, start you a business. Become an entrepreneur. But don't worry about what these policies is really doing behind the door. Don't wonder why it's really hard for you to go in a bank and get a business loan when you have the same credentials as many others who already own businesses in your community. Don't ask those questions. You know, what, don't ask what's going on in that. And that's what they count on year in, year out. 
All right. So these these are the things that I really, really, really wholeheartedly want us to consider and think about when they try to come with that narrative. It's up to the black folks. Oh, if you don't vote, you're hurting the community. If you don't vote, you're hurting the country. You're not patriotic. Well, you got to think what being a patriotic person means, right? They love their country, and nine times out of ten, if they if that if they feel that strongly about it, that means the love might be reciprocated in some way, some shape, form, or fashion. We can't have. I was just reading reading something before I started this. We can't have where in our communities, the inner city communities, um, we have the the worst reading um, proficiency in anywhere you go. All right. In the inner city right now, just to be clear, if we, when you say inner city, everybody know what that predominantly looks like when you say inner city. All right. We know what it looks like when you say inner city. So just to give you an idea. Right. In Illinois, you have over 86 to 85 percent of students that do not perform at on or above their level in math or in reading, 86%. Um, now, when you just break it down for just reading, um, they have the ranges somewhere in between Illinois, just just reading is somewhere between 36, um, 34 and 36% reading rate, just reading uh, literacy. Um, how is it we in 2023 and we still have a problem reading and doing math in the inner city? I believe that the people we voted for controlled the Department of Education. I believe that the Department of Education success is determined by how much funding they can put in to get better schools, better equipment, better teachers, better transportation, safer security, whatever measures they need to, to ensure that this, this organization develops in true fashion and true nature. It all starts with funding, right? So how is it that we've been voting this long, changing, trying to change all these things? But in the inner city, we're still faced with reading deficiencies. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, if you don't care that your kids go to a public school, if you're in the inner city, and they're not getting taught at a high enough level that they can read, that, that, that should be of concern, right? When you rush out to vote or you think about not voting or not, um, those are some things that should cross your mind. You know, it's like... We got to be tired of playing this game by now. You know what I mean? Like, we have to understand the bigger implication of what's going on. Now, to me, um, you know, I know there may be some type of power in voting, right? It's just hard for me to trust because we can't really see. Um, and we just we just going off history here. You know what I mean? Um, to this day, 2023, um, there's instances where the black community is still under under some type of form of oppression that we were in before. Now, you, you say the word oppression. I know people get, you know, real antsy about that word. But um, just dealing with police violence in the inner community, that's still some form of oppression that we had to face in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and now here the 2000s. We still are being disproportionately arrested, um, shot and killed, in jail, and imprisoned. You know, there's no way that voting out of the like when these people come to our black community, the black vote matters. There's no way that 10 years after those campaigns has ended that the numbers still reflect the same numbers they did before. Did these whole voter die? Our answers are depleted. Remember that time? At that time, there was a disproportion in um, in arrest and people in prison 
of African American descent or Hispanic descent. If you do your research, and I'm, I don't, I talk vaguely in this because I want you to go do your research. All right, I want you to be like, why he ain't giving no harder facts? That's because I want you to really take your time and go do some research. All right, but when you compare those numbers, you will see that there was slight to none, no change in those numbers being represented today in 2023. There's they, there's still an active prison right now in 2023 that used picking cotton as a as a form of labor. Go check that out. You get what I'm saying? But we're voting for what exactly? You know, it's like everything's not getting better. If you have some time, I'll give you a quick link. I'll put it in the bio. Go check out blackdemographics.com. It's a website, and they um, they have a lot of statistics on the black community and things that affect the black community from dating. Um, they have stats on dating, you know, education, unemployment, um, all those different things. And it will give you, you know, give you a quick picture. And, you know, overall, though, the reason why um, every election, if you're not doing your research, if you're not taking these issues serious, there's there's always shadows over the elections. There's bigger money. There's backroom deals. There's lobbyists. There's um, people conspiring two or three years in advance to do something or to benefit from certain bills or, or anything. Just look how closely tied politicians are to corporations and businesses that need, you know, quote unquote, approval for zonings and approval for um, qualifications for grants and federal loans. You have to be aware. Take your time and look at it if you want to vote for Biden. Go look at some of Biden's history, some of the things he supported before he was president. Some of the things that he wanted, he said he was going to do, um, you know, five years ago, and that still hasn't been done or has been done. All right. I give you a tidbit. In 1994, of course, everybody knows this is, should be well known by now, the, the 1994 crime bill. Um, if you go look at that crime bill, um, the only reason I like to bring it up is because not because it's like, oh, man, that was that was 20 years ago. Biden changed. That was whatever. Right. If you really pay attention to that bill and you look at the ins and outs and some of the highlights of what that bill started and did, that bill still affects us to this day. That bill set in motion a lot of things that is going to be it's hard, made it harder for us to shake and that are still being practiced today. That bill, I'll give you one tidbit about the bill. When you do your research, you'll find out quickly that that bill, what that bill did was it just expanded the private prison industry. It gave a lot of money to a lot of people to build a lot of prisons. I tell you that. And it just doesn't make a lot of sense to grant funding for a lot of prisons without while you own a separate hand trying to fight crime. You're fighting crime at the same time building massive number of prisons. Who y'all plan to put in these prisons? If you're fighting crime, shouldn't the, the number of inmates decrease over time? Right? So look at that. You have to look at that. I ain't going to get into Trump. That's something on his own. I'm not a political guy. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who I'm voting for. I'm not going to tell you how I feel about either party. Psych, I lie. I think both of them, both parties to me, is just is money hungry. And I don't think they ever really have intentions on helping the community in, in any, really any way. You know, it's always just a dog and pony show. If you look at these presidents' financial record before they go into office 
and you look at them when they come out of office. Some of these people make more money during their terms than they have given out to the community to fix certain things. Go look it up. Go look it up. So <clears throat> that's my call to action for this show. Please, as a black community, I would love for us to get more involved into these topics and these issues. Them trying to change the narrative on slavery and change the dynamics on what is allowed to be taught to our kids should be very important to you. I would love for my daughter, being an African-American woman, to learn about people like Harriet Tubman, Angela Davis, um, you know, some of these women who broke the mold to fight um, racism, to fight um, us not being able to have certain freedoms, all right? That should be important. Um, laws being taken away, um, like affirmative action, should be of real concern to our community. The fact that even right now, the voting rights, our voting rights are under attack right now. Um, you got to look at that. Right now, it's just all about Trump. Trump, Trump, Trump. Don't We don't want Trump. But you don't know about Biden, but just don't get Trump in office. Ask questions. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot um, going on in attack. And for Biden to be on our side, <clears throat> excuse me, for Biden to be on our side the way he claimed to be, I don't see how a lot of these things were even able to get to this point, to where we lost affirmative action, to where um, critical race theory is really on the books to be canceled. Our history is really almost... Um, being approved to be canceled and they've been in books you know the politicians look at the just look at c-span sometimes the politicians we're becoming a joke our government is really becoming like a joke they're fighting on the floor they're arguing on the floor they're bringing props and antics to these things and it's just you know it's just really starting to get out of control what's going on and you know it's up to you to feel like where your power lies if you feel like that lies in voting cool more power to you just Consider these things, all right? If you don't, if you feel like your power is in showing people that, you know, voting doesn't matter, you don't, you're not going to vote. More power to you. Consider these options, right? Whatever you do, my narrative is consider these options. Do the research. Um, look into immigration. Look into what's going on in Chicago right now. How um, the government is really giving money to migrants to come in and support them with monthly stipends and things like that. But Chicagoans um, in these black communities, in these inner areas where they're sending these people, have been asking for money and funding to fix schools and stop the closure of schools. Chicago has been closing schools left and right. Look at it, you know, and they've been fighting for money. Um, so go look into that. You know, this is all determined by these president, by these elections. The Supreme Court judges, when they get into office, when you see they're, they're the ones that approve a lot of these things. Roe versus Wade. You have to look at the president, who they're going to nominate, who's part of their cabinet. Why do they support these people? How did they vote 20 years ago? What, did they have us in their favor? Because no one's going to all of a sudden love the black community enough to change in five years. If you didn't like us 10 years ago when you had the power to implement policies or support bills or to speak up, you didn't. Now, five years later, when you're running for president, now all of a sudden we're the most important thing to your agenda. Come on, man. We got we to gotta start showing them we're smarter than that. You know, that, that's my only thing. And to anybody who needs help uh, figuring out, like I said, hit me up. Leave some comments. Ask some questions. I'm still going. I'm still researching as I go every day. If you listen to some of the things that's going on, you will be well informed. All right. So that's all I have for today. I'm glad y'all came by. Remember, this election, every election is always important. Don't let them put more importance on this election than it was the last election. Right. Every election is important because we should care more about our communities in general, right? We should care more about the people we love in general, all right? So 
Thank y'all for stopping by, man. I'll see y'all next week, man. Please make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe, comment. Let me know how you feel about voting, man. Tell me. If you're not scared, if you're not ashamed, tell me who you're voting for, all right? And tell me some of the reasons why you're voting, all right? I would love for y'all to drop some of that, um, you know, that information on me, who you who you supporting and why. You know, we, we can talk about it, all right? So once again, till next time, peace, man. Everybody stay safe, man.